All right, looks like we're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Techonomics Podcast. I'm Chris with the Good Old Gamer YouTube channel, and today I am not joined by my co-host, Paul, from the Not an Apple Fan YouTube channel. Paul wasn't feeling well. He messaged me a few hours ago. He said, hey, man, hate to do it to you, but I just can't make it. And unfortunately, I just didn't have enough time to really get anybody else on. And I figured, hey, let's go ahead and just have a chat. You and I, it's been a, I don't know, a month or so since we've done this. So I kind of enjoy doing these solo every once in a while. I know Paul does it every week on his channel, which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to either of our channels, links are down in the video description below. All right, so uh, if you guys could tell me if everything's going okay. I don't usually do the stream, obviously, so I just want to make sure audio's good and all that sort of stuff before we really get into it, because we got a lot to talk about here today, actually. Uh, more minutiae stuff. Yes, some RDNA things. We will talk about that um, as that has come up. I'm just waiting on you guys. Let me know that everything's okay. I'm assuming so, since you guys are kind of responding to me. Audio's fine. All right, beautiful. All right, cool deal. So I kind of wanted to kick this one off by saying hello, everyone. The conversation you guys were having before I went live was uh, kind of interesting. Seems like you guys are very interested in this topic, this, uh, you know, like PC gaming platform topic. Meanwhile, the more and more I look at it, the less and less interesting it becomes. I've been doing a lot of testing from, well, I had a bunch of six cores laying around. Let's be honest. <clears throat> I had a shit ton of different six cores from different generations. And I'm like, let's just compare them, you know, kind of like apples to apples. And yeah, there's definitely going to be some interesting data there. But at the same time, it's like most of these do very well, even if they're quite old. So I'm like, I don't I don't personally get this this just fever pitched interest in something that has very little benefit for most people. But that's what we're going to kind of explore today. I mean, uh, you know, the 13th gen Intels just came out. They look pretty good. Um, prices went up just basically with inflation. So you can't really be too terribly mad at that. And that's the official of inflation. Uh, if we get Brian from TechYes on here, he'll shoot holes in that. I also think that the official inflation is kind of BS as well. But whatever. That's kind of what they marked up at. So that's kind of like best case scenario. Performance looks all right. Um, I'll be getting some chips in tomorrow. So I'll be doing some independent tests. And it looks like the B650s will be out soon. So the price points there are a lot more reasonable than the X670 board. So I'll probably go ahead and pick one of those up. And if you guys really do want to see Zen 4 versus 13th gen independent testing, just let me know. Uh, that's where, you know, the Super Chats and all that stuff goes to. So I want to thank all you guys for your support. You guys allow me to do this sort of stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and just check the chat here, see what you guys are talking about real quick. Audio good, video good. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, -bum. Your audio is always good. Not Paul's, though. I, You know, I should probably go back. You know, we do these like two hours a shot twice a week. So it's not like I go back and rewatch them. Um, but maybe I should go and check that out and see what's going on. Cause you guys keep saying that there's problems, but I hear them perfectly fine coming through discord. So I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, P cores only. Yeah. P cores only, man. I don't even use windows 11. I don't recommend windows 11. Uh, you can see the PC behind me. That's a, a custom gaming PC. I don't install windows 11. Just it's just not my thing. I, I don't like where Microsoft's going. And I uh, 
I should have probably recorded this, but under Linux, I was like, let's see if the e-cores work. Not so much, <laughs> not so much. So even though the scheduler is better, at least um, with the current Ubuntu state, I use Pop! OS, which is basically Ubuntu. Um, it, it doesn't know the difference between P-Cores and E-Cores. You get lower performance. So even under Linux, they're kind of useless. So Windows 10 and Linux, no good. So I'm just going to turn them off. Hey, Nathan, thank you so much for the five spot. Like I said, we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll go give that to, to Miss Lisa Sue here, and I can test out some Zen 4 stuff. I'm actually pretty interested in Zen 4. Um, the one thing that I'm going to do that's going to be way different than the other guys, except for maybe Brian, is I'm most interested in 13th Gen's power efficiency increases. A lot of people are upset about the 13900K being overclocked to the balls, but that's what that ship's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the drop-in, no tuning. Basically, it's their version of X3D, as close as they have. But the 3700K, 3600Ks, those are obviously far more reasonable. But I think you can get some really good performance per watt out of those if you just lower the clocks a little bit and tune down the voltage. So I really want to see where those line up between Zen 4 and uh, Raptor Lake because I, I think that it's going to be closer than people think. Obviously, AMD has node advantage, so I do think that that'll be better. But uh, how much better? And if you're looking at building like a small form factor build, Power efficiency is important, and, you know, you want to get the max gaming performance out of the lowest power. I think that that's interesting. That's why I'm going to do it, and then I'll share it with you guys. Emrich, uh, I think Paul needs a better mic. Paul technically has a studio-grade mic. This is just an Elgato Wave 3. Um, so he technically has the better mic. Like I said, it might just be something with the software. Uh, 13400 will be sweet. Unfortunately, everything below the 13600K is just rebranded Alder Lake. Now, granted, Alder Lake's still good. It's, nothing that has come out this year has really replaced Alder Lake. Alder Lake is still just right there. They're all kind of in the same level. Um, the X3D, same level. Um, Zen 4, all of them, they're all kind of there. Now, I think the Zen 4 3D might go one step further, but... This this is where the diminishing returns part comes in. So we'll talk a little bit about that, as obviously that's what I titled this. Um, and then we'll move forward with the news. There's all sorts of cool news. So make sure you stick around for that and we'll go go over that together. Um, but yeah, so Zen 4 3D, let's say it's 20% faster or, or even 30. We'll give it a full 30% faster than Zen 4. Uh, that means next to Raptor Lake, it'll be what? 15, 20, 25% faster, somewhere within that range, depending how hard you tune and what system you have. So, all right, it's it's faster, but what games don't run on a 13900K? Even more important, what games don't run on a 13600K or a 12600K or a Ryzen 5600, for example? See where I'm going with this? It's like, all right, Ryzen 5600, where is it? I actually got a box. Hold on, I'll be right back. We'll do a little show and tell. So Ryzen 5600, I just bought one, another one. This is my third one, I think, this year, because I love this chip. This is a great chip. Uh, new I get them on sale, 129, plus I got the new Uncharted game, free. So effectively about $100 for this. What really can't this do? Now, in my testing, I found RPCS3, no go. It, it just can't do that. That's a niche use case. I use it a lot, but not everybody does. But for the average person just playing, you know, regular mainstream games, indie games, 
you know, esports games not competitively. They just play them for fun. What doesn't this do for most people? That's that's a real question that I think we really need to start asking ourselves. Um, all right, Northern Lime, thank you so much for the 250. Uh, good Friday, Mr. Chris. Good Friday to you as well, my friend. Good Fridays. Took me a second. I'm like, wait, no, this this is not early next year. My when you have two kids and you don't sleep a whole lot, your your perception of time goes away. Uh, Lone Stranger, thank you for the 449 pound it. Um, just got my 13700K. Can't wait to play and tweak. Uh, gonna hold out for the 7950X. I think uh, ball. I think balls to Nvidia. Okay, Nvidia balls. All right, I'm good with that. Let's let's do that. Hashtag Nvidia balls. Let's let's just make that a thing. That'd be pretty fun. Um, Jensen probably be like, what, what, <laughs> what is this? Uh, and then Emrich, thank you so much for the five. I think, uh, 13600K might be my next chip. Uh, love what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. The 13600K actually has quite a lot going for it. And obviously that's the most interesting of all of them. Because once again, once you get to that sort of like top level, there's not a whole lot extra there. Now you go down a few notches. Now you're getting four more e-cores which there are use cases for those, just not things that I primarily focus on. Uh, you get more cache, which uh, the 12600K had 20 megabytes, and I believe this has 24. Somebody please correct me, 25. It's effectively, I believe, what the 12700K had. And then, of course, it's got the higher clock speeds, the higher boost clocks, and I believe that the Raptor Lake CPUs also run cooler. That's another thing that I'm going to test because I use normally I have one behind me. I use the uh, Deep Cool AK620 and that's my cooler. I, I don't care how hot your CPU runs. I don't care what it wants. This is what I do. This is what I use uh, as my cooler. And I just get the voltage where I need to be to where it keeps everything in check. So. It would be nice to see how that compares. So, for example, I get 5.2 gigahertz, 1.27 volts. And that thing handles it just fine. So maybe the 13600K will get 5.4 or 5.5 gigahertz, same voltage, or perhaps I can get the same uh, clock speed at a much lower voltage. So that's going to be really interesting as well. So we'll be testing that out. Uh, nothing runs Star Citizen well, so there's that. That sounds like a game problem. When, when nothing works, uh, that, that sounds like it's the game 13900K, I don't care. Well, Paul Lasky, thank you for the five pounds, buddy. Uh, sticking with my 9900K, not upgrading entire platform for 4K. No, and, and that's that's really kind of the crux of the problem now, isn't it? Even if you weren't at 4K, if you have a fully tuned 9900K, what can't that do? Or even an 8700K, like what games can't that run? Now, yeah, if you're pushing 240 hertz plus, okay. But I, I did a poll on my channel. A large portion of people play under 60. I was not expecting that, to be perfectly frank. Um, but there's a lot of people that are perfectly cool with like 30 to 60 FPS. All right, good for them. That, that means they can save a crap ton of money. Uh, the majority of people, obviously, is between 60 and I think like 100 or 120. Uh, and then I think I did like 120 to like 165 or 180. That was the, the third largest one, believe it or not. And then there was like two or three percent that was beyond that. So, yeah, the overwhelming majority of people are, are basically 144 on down. 
And uh, yeah, when you think about it, 9900K is going to handle that, at least with all the software that's out now. Uh, the Ryzen 5 3600 at just 120 is optimal value. Yeah, I would say for $9 more plus free game. Now, I guarantee you that deal's going to come back um, because it went away and then it already came back once. Uh, I'm betting over the holiday season that's coming back. Uh, save up the 10 bucks. 5600 is way faster. All righty. Uh, where's Paul today? Paul is not feeling well. He is sick. Yeah. So we're, we're just going to be doing a, a solo. I'm going to do some questions here while people are still coming in, and then we'll jump over to the news. We'll see what's going on. I got some pretty cool stuff out there. By the way, there's a ton of affiliate links in the video description. You might be going, Chris, why did you put these all here? We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff because there's some pretty good deals. Nathan found a pretty good one. So Nathan, you're going to be getting your shout out here um, just in case I forget on the actual video when the motherboards come in. Is RPCS not usable on 5600 or just like 50 FPS? Uh, well, it's well, basically it's like a 30 to 45 FPS experience. So, I mean, it's not like unplayable, but the whole reason why you wanna use like RPCS 3 versus just buying a place, an old PlayStation 3 is to make those, <clears throat> excuse me, 30 FPS games run at like 60 at least. Uh, there's no CPU on the planet that's getting you 120. It's just not going to happen. Not, not during demanding sequences. So 60 FPS and demanding sequences is kind of the target. As of right now, during my testing, the only CPUs that can do that is Alder Lake. X3D got pretty close. It kind of matched like the 12400, but you need an Alder Lake K-Skew. I'm assuming Raptor Lake will do it. And then that's really the test that I want to see the most for Zen 4, is I want to see how well that performs. Uh, I've heard from others that it doesn't perform very well, uh, considering it's supposed to have AVX 512, but it's not real AVX 512, so apparently that doesn't help as much as we all hoped that it would. But anyways, I want to test it for myself, so this way I know, and I can speak definitively. Uh, I don't like using other people's data, because honestly, I'm at the point I don't really trust too many other people's data. There's a, a small group of people that I do trust, and uh, it's... Yeah, so those guys don't test it. So I, I really need to test that one for myself. Uh, Shane, thank you so much for the uh, 5.99 euro. He said, uh, I just do not see any games to take advantage of all these overkill CPUs and GPUs. Uh, correct. I mean, the 40.90, you can definitely see a use case for it. 4K 120 OLED. It's like the perfect GPU for that and will get you the experience that a lot of people want. So that's the use case that makes sense to me for it. Uh, outside of that, it's kind of super niche. You know, if you're a hyper competitive gamer, okay, yeah, you want that 240 hertz, 1440p, it makes sense, or 500 hertz, uh, 1080p, all right. It, assuming you have a CPU that can push that. But usually those esports games really aren't that demanding. That's why um, Ivan over at Frame Chasers always uses Warzone because that one happens to actually be demanding. But all the other ones are, I mean, they'll run on like a Pentium 4 with hyper threading. So, uh, fluid reality is not a memory error. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, odd question. Will the 8086K ever become an actual collector's item? Be valuable to collectors? Yes. All CPUs that are limited edition always become valuable at some point. Uh, what was it? I... 
bought for when I did my IPC test years ago, I picked up the what the hell is it? Can't even remember the name. It was the Core 2 Extreme Edition when those came out, whatever it was, you know, the thousand dollar CPU that launched. I got it for like 30 bucks. I needed a three gigahertz CPU. It was 2.93. I just raised the, the B clock up just a little bit. I'm like, all right. I, I even had the disclaimer in the video, but we were running IPC tests at three gigahertz and I didn't want to overclock any CPUs, but a few of them I had to. Anyways, got it for 35 bucks. I think I sold it uh, once I got done because I didn't need it for maybe like 10 bucks more. So I was like winning, you know, 33% increase basically. And then I went back. I was like, hey, I want to run these tests again you know, a few years later. And then they were like $100. I'm like, nope, <laughs> we're good. Should have held on to that one. So yes, eventually rare stuff will become valuable. Uh, it's just, a, it's a when, not an if. Uh, CJ Rush, thank you so much for the 10, buddy. Uh, TGIF, the AMD 7000 series GPU rumored leaks look tasty. What do you think? We'll go over that here in a sec. I'm just going, talk, chatting with the chat. Then we'll do that in the middle. And then we'll chat in the chat some more. So that's that's how we'll break this up. Um, what are your thoughts on the backlight strobing? And can uh, 240 IPS displays be beat OLED with black frame insertion, like a ViewSonic Blur Buster? Um, well, you can't beat OLED because it's it, they switched the fastest, so it's just always going to be the best. Um, but it's always going to cost more. So. Yeah, I would go IPS unless you're like, this is the last monitor I'm going to buy until like the end of time or until it explodes, which to be honest with you, I don't have monitors die like ever. Um, I got some old Acer that I bought like 15 years ago. That's still kicking. Um, I got TVs. Uh, actually, this guy right here, that's ancient TV. I just use it uh, for testing. And then got a bunch of them. Eventually, I just got to give the stuff away because I just need space. Uh, Lone Stranger, thank you so much for the 449. Um, after this upgrade, 13700K, 7950X. I'm out of the upgrade phase for the next three to five years. I would honestly say you could probably get 10 to 15 years out of that. This is, this is where we're going. If gaming is the most demanding thing that you're doing... We're getting to the point where upgrading for gaming, and somebody mentioned this pre-stream. I'm sorry that I'm not crediting you because there's a lot of stuff here, but uh, it's just not, we're getting to the point where it's just not even making any sense. There's just no software to take care of, uh, take care of any of this stuff or utilize any of this stuff. And yes, you might be able to get higher frame rate, but eventually you're just going to get to the point where it's like, do I need higher frame rate? And I think we're already there. I think the 30 series and the 6000 series really kind of covered most of the bases. Something like the 4090 is kind of taking care of that like super echelon tier for GPUs. And obviously there's going to be faster graphics cards from both AMD and NVIDIA. So it's like once you have even faster than that available, what's going to be the point? Do we really think we're going to need faster graphics cards? than those anytime soon. Now, there's going to be a few edge cases. Uh, there's going to be people, you know, hey, I need it for this weird game that runs super jank, but I want to play it and I want it to run at some ludicrous speed. That's fair. So there's always going to be a market no matter what. But for the average person who just wants to buy a game, like the, the new Uncharted game or whatever that just came out, and just play it, if you're running a 980 Ti at 1080p, 
that's still going to run the game. That thing is, what, eight years old now? That never used to be a thing. You could, for the most part, you could not run more than maybe one or two generations back for a long time. Now we're at the point where drivers are actually cutting off GPUs that are still viable. Um, I got the R9 Fury behind me, John Collins sent over. Gonna do a video on that. It's still doing pretty good. Now, I can't run all the modern games uh, perfectly, but, you know, you lower some settings. It runs them well enough, and that's the same sort of era as, like, the 980 Ti. And, uh, yeah. There's kind of the, the double-edged sword here. So people want software to make the hardware more relevant, but you're not taking advantage of the fact that you just don't have to buy hardware. And this was something that I was actually thinking about earlier and I did want to talk to you guys about is since hardware is becoming so irrelevant for the most part, are you guys cool with just moving over to actual gaming? I'm thinking here in the near future, there's just no point in continuing to follow hardware all that much. Once I get enough data out there showing pretty much everything and, you know, we'll spot check stuff. When's DDR5 makes sense, you know, that kind of shit. But uh, and because it will eventually, we're just not quite there yet, in my opinion. But uh, other than that, like, it's just not that interesting. New Doughboy, thank you so much for the two. He says, how fast do you think Intel will be on TSMC 5 nanometer? Well, we'll see Meteor Lake late next year, early the year after. And uh, that's probably going to be better than TSMC. So just wait for Meteor Lake. You'll, you'll know. <clears throat> you'll know. I just want to spend over 600 period. That's fair. I, I wouldn't either, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, for a GPU, it's just not worth that much money. Yeah, 100%. Everybody out there should have their limits. Like, for example, let's say the 7950 XT comes out, beats the pants off of NVIDIA. It's like three times faster. It's just so amazing that it's just going to make you want it because it's such a technological advancement. I don't think that's going to happen, guys, but let's, we're, we're running off of what if. If that were to happen, and let's say they charged 1500 bucks, some small part of you is going to be like, but it's three times faster. You know, it's totally worth it. But if you have that hard cap, it's like, no, I don't go over $600. Well, then you just wait till that level of performance is $600, and then you're happy as a clam. So I do recommend everybody have that hard cap. It's, it's a good idea. Uh, Mike Moore, thank you for the 20, you crazy man. Uh, why'd you choose Pop! OS? Uh, did you teach yourself? Um, for the most part, I watched a couple of YouTube videos. Any advice for beginners on that are curious about Linux? I did some Linux videos. I think I even have a playlist. Go check that out. Like I do a start to finish how to install the operating system and set it up. The reason why I chose Pop! was because uh, it was based off Ubuntu, which I had already previously used a little bit. So um, here's the thing. If you're unfamiliar with Linux, if you go from one distro to another, the uh, command lines are different. So like I tried going to an Arch-based system. All my knowledge is useless. So I would have to start from scratch again. So it's just not worth it for me. Pop does everything pretty well. Um, the big thing that, Linux does not have. Here's my gripes. I was actually going to do a video on this, but I'll just let you guys know. These are my main issues with Linux gaming right now is uh, there's a lack of VRR. Technically, it's there, but it's jank. Um, it needs to just 
work. Like if you have two monitors, I know on X11, that doesn't work. Um, and I think even on Wayland, it has some other issues. Um, so that's a big one for me. I like VRR. So that's a big deal. You can just hit VSync. So if you're overpowering your games enough to hit like 144 or whatever your refresh rate is, that's cool. Makes those 1% lows way more important though, uh, if you're going to do that. So I would recommend doing that over not having any sort of sync. I don't like screen tearing. That takes me out of the game more than anything. So there's that. Not all games work, but I'm at the point now where the very few that I can't get up and running, it's okay. Like we're at like a 90-ish percent uh, working rate from my experience. I, I mathed out like I did like 60 games just a couple of weeks ago and there was like four or five or six or something. It came out to be in basically 90 percent would ran versus not running. So I'm like, that's a trade off. I think I'd be willing to make. Um, and then what was the other one? There was a few. Uh, I was going to do a dedicated video on it, but there's a few little minor quirks with it. Um, the CPU and overclocking is actually kind of strange. And uh, that was something Marfi, a guy on Discord, helped me out with. Basically, I had a 5.2 gigahertz overclock on the 12600K, and it was pegging at 4.9 for some reason. Basically, Linux said, no, this is how fast your CPU is. And I'm like, you're overriding the BIOS? And uh, yeah, there's a way around that, but something like that needs to be fixed. There's a lot of like little things like that. Uh, that happened on Linux. But overall, I very much like the experience. If I could just get um, PowerDirector over there, I could use GIMP uh, instead of Photoshop for the thumbnails. So basically, I just need to get PowerDirector working over there. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'd probably just not use uh, Windows anymore, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, where's Tasty PC? And Denver tonight, uh, they're on the they're on the piss with Paul. Okay, things doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a to each their own. Like for me, it very very much pisses me off. Um, PS Five is equal like like a twenty seventy. Uh, that's all you need for gaming's for a while. Well, you also have to remember that on console games are developed specifically for that hardware. So that hardware is going to punch way above its weight. So just because technically on a hardware level, it's the same, the software does not interact with it the same. So yeah, I would say probably 2080 TI level would be the smart move. So my recommendation, like 6700 XT, 3060 TI, both about there with a, with a stock 2080 TI. So I'd say if you have something at that level, or better. Yeah, you should be good for quite a while. The only reason why you would need more is if you buy a new monitor that's higher refresh rate, higher resolution, or both. Uh, I have a 1050K and not every game plays well at 1440p. Stray, for example. I did not test Stray on my recent things. What, what did I test it on? I got Stray running at like over 100 FPS on a 2600K, man. There's got to be something else going wrong. Because I, I know I benchmarked Stray here recently. I'm pretty sure it was on my 2600K video. Uh, Mike, thank you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we'll be doing some Linux stuff with Paul here in the not-too-distant future. But um, SteamOS keeps coming up a lot. 
it's not ready. They haven't actually launched it. You can get the Steam Deck version, which means you have to have an AMD CPU and an AMD GPU, I believe. I think you can hack in an Intel GPU, but you can't use an NVIDIA graphics card with it. And I saw it. I'm like, it's just way more bare bones. Like, uh, Pop! OS is just way easier. You just get that install Steam, and poof, there you go. I don't know. It just seems more intuitive to me from what I've seen from the Steam desktop. But once again, it's a, to each your own. With Linux, you got so many different options. You could build your own distro and make it do whatever the hell you want. That's what's so cool about it. So if you once you get it kind of figured out, you can have fun. And I'm not going to lie. I have more fun playing with the software than I do the hardware. Um, that's why like, I was testing out the Fury on Linux, and then that turned into me just testing a shit ton of games on, on a couple different GPUs because I found that part more interesting. Uh, how proficient with uh, Bash on Linux are you at this point? Not at all, buddy. All right, so I'll take Lone Stranger here. Then we'll jump into the news because uh, there's actually quite a lot there. Got some good stuff for you guys. Uh, Lone Stranger, thank you so much for the 449 pound it. Got a, uh, hey, Chris, you think it'll be worth uh, lapping a 13th gen on a custom loop PC? And have they uh, sorted the connect or will I need a frame? Thanks. Um, as far as I can tell, you're probably still going to want the frame for long-term support. I got two of them new in the box. Uh, ready to go. They're not that expensive. I think they're like 10 bucks online. It, it's just safer. So I'd recommend going that route. Uh, as far as lapping goes, like I said, it seems like it's not going to be necessary. They, they found a way to get the heat out of the CPU better from everything that I'm seeing. Like I said, I haven't tested it yet. I could just be smoke in the air. We'll know soon enough, but um, I would try it without lapping first if you want to resell the chip at some point because nobody wants to buy a lap chip because like if I see one of those, I go, I don't trust you that this is what you say it is. I need to see the picture with the writing on it with the serial number and then I'll buy it used. All right, so let me go ahead and get this pulled up and let me take a drink here. One thing about doing solos, you forget to take a drink because there's not really a whole lot of breaks. Go on over to here. There I am. All right, so we'll start with this guy. The <laughs> 7950X 3D needed for Warzone at 1080p 120. I'm sure it is. Uh, so this I found pretty interesting. This just came out today. So Gigabyte announces an instant six gigahertz feature for their uh, for the i9-13900K CPUs on Z690 motherboards. So what this means is that virtually all 13900Ks can hit six gigahertz. So they found whatever voltage is going to hit at probably 80 to 90% plus just right out of the box. So I found that kind of interesting. It's not that big of a deal for me. I, I probably wouldn't be pushing six gigahertz because it's going to draw a crap ton of power. But the fact that they're basically telling you all of these can do this or virtually all of these can do this. For some of you guys, that'd be pretty cool. Now, they're only doing it on Z690. That's likely just because they want to sell more Z690 boards. So, yeah, I found that pretty interesting. Now, let's jump on over to this guy before we get to the one you guys are really going to really, really going to gush over. So we got G-Skill announcing DDR5 up to 7,800. 
um, for the Z790 platform. So I know a lot of you guys are just super interested in DDR5. I don't honestly know why, but uh, this is just saying that, hey, yep, we're coming out with a die and it's going to be way better. So 7,800 and it's coming in at CL38, whatever. Um, this doesn't really matter, by the way. The only thing that's important here is that this is clearly a die, which can go up to 8,000. I think they mentioned that somewhere in here. This is basically the DDR5 you get. If you want something that's actually going to be as fast, if not faster, than B-Die, th this is what you need. And as of right now, go over here. Okay, so I went over to Newegg. So, yeah, so for Newegg, the only A-Die available right now is 7,200. And it's not even these two. And I'll pull that up here in a sec. Only these. This is the only RAM available that'll get you anywhere near those frequencies. By the way, you're also going to want a two-dim motherboard. So that's $450 plus just to match B-Die. Now, how do I know that these are A-Die? Well, we can pull this up because it's running at only 1.4 volts at 7,200. If this was M-Die, this would be at least 145, if not 1.5 volts. And uh, the C34 kind of gives it away. So this is definitely A-Die. Now, I went under the T-Force one, and they don't have any specs. None. It's all they got is their propaganda stuff here. So I was like, okay, what, what's the voltage on this? Cause if it's like one, six, five volts or something at 7,200, who the hell wants that? And that's clearly M die. This, this seems to be M die because they only talk about up to 6,400 megahertz and that's at one, three, five volts. So if they're talking, if this is the same Ram as this, uh, this kit is not actually a die and do not buy this thinking that, uh, it is. So I would skip this unless they update their, their page with proper information. If you're going to do it, this is the only way. And uh, yeah, if you're going with AMD, neither of these makes any sense because you're not going to get anywhere near there. And uh, instead, let's see. So basically, this is what you need to compete with. I got it somewhere up here. Not that, that's coming up. Uh, this guy. <laughs> so this is why I keep recommending this. So this is going to get you within 5 to 10% of that other memory kit, and it's almost half the price for the same amount of RAM. Then, of course, you also have the Vipers, which you can get cheaper. So this is the main reason why I'm like, I can't recommend DDR5 right now. It's way too expensive. Um, we got some, what was that? This is the best available on Amazon right now. This is MDI. This is what I tested. You can see 1.4 volts, 6,400, and it's $250. So even this is more expensive, and this is slower than those HPs. By the way, I have affiliate links for all this stuff down below if you're going to buy it anyway. Um, please use those. It helps support the channel. So, yeah, this is okay. This is what you really want for Ryzen, for Zen 4 because uh, it's going to basically max that platform out. But on Intel, this is just a no-go. Um, and then, of course, you also have the memory that I talked about on Sunday, which is $140 for 32 gigs, and it's going to get you within 20% of that $350. Uh, where is it? This. This is going to be, at most, best-case scenario, 20% faster than this. So... Yeah, that's why I'm going to keep recommending DDR4. So it's kind of nice that we are getting more ADI kits. Um, hopefully prices will go down, more competition, more vendors do it. But this is the RAM that you want. This is the DDR5 if you're going to be buying DDR5.
for Intel. For AMD, MDI is fine. All right, so on that note, if you're going to be buying an Intel platform, you don't need Z790. Uh, Stranger, I'll get to you here in just a sec. <laughs> well, here he is. He said, thank you for the 449. He said he just got the uh, the MDI, the 6400 C32s, which is what I have. He said it's rubbish compared to ADI. Yeah, it's, yeah. Basically, the best way to think of it is MDI is like Gen 2. ADI is like Gen 3. It's it's way, just way better. It'll use less power, generate less heat, go way higher. So yeah, for Intel, you want to go that route. But um, Nathan, a member over on Discord, found something very interesting out uh, just yesterday. So what you really want to kind of pair this with, oh, there's AM5, and this is the DDR4. Uh, there it is. So this would actually be the board to get. I also have a link for this down below. Believe it or not, they've been selling this board super cheap uh, for a long time. I don't know if you guys have seen these, the Gigabyte Z690i Aorus Lights. Um, these have been just ridiculous value for a long time, but the main issue was, I have it pulled up on Newegg because they actually show it. I hate Amazon how they just don't tell you specs. Uh, da -da -da -dum. Where are you at? There it is. That was the problem. For some reason, it was running only PCIe 3.0. So it was just very hard to buy because you're like, well, we know some things are limited by PCIe 3 at this point. Some ray tracing. Uh, if you buy, you know, if you're building a small PC and you use something like a 6400 low profile card, most low profile cards are going to be 4X from now on, probably. So this just wasn't that great. However... What he found is there's a new BIOS update that now gets you full on Gen 5 compatibility. So if you guys are in the market for a high performance uh, Z or Intel board and you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money, the DDR5 version is 170 bucks. And then the DDR4 version, um, $150. This is a 10 layer PCB, two dim motherboard. This is going to get you those crazy RAM speeds for a fraction of the price of those super high-end boards. Now, like I said, this used to have a caveat to the reason why you might not want to get it. That's now gone. So congratulations. If you're looking at building a board and you don't need other PCI slots, these are now the best boards to get. Because if you look at something like the MSI A-Pro, that's a six-layer board. This, this is a better board than that. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend. Links are down below if you are interested in picking these up. Thank you, Nathan, for finding this. I ordered two of the DDR4s yesterday. I will pick up a DDR5 again here in the not-too-distant future. Um, my issue was with the MDI, it ran too hot, just way too hot on this particular board because the dim slots are so crammed together. It's ITX, and the heat sinks were too big on the Kingstons. But you pair this with some ADI and just let it fly. Alrighty, so that's more like a PSA right there. If you're interested in getting an Intel board, these are the way to go. You're going to save a shit ton of money. And it's cheaper than the cheapest B650 motherboard. That's what I wanted to pull up. Yeah, so this is uh, AM5 motherboards. Um, well, this is just mini ITX. We'll get rid of that here in a sec. This is where the mini ITX boards for AM5 start, boys. B650, uh, <laughs> $230. So it's way cheaper than those. And then we get rid of the mini ITX. The cheapest 
B650 board on Newegg, uh, $170. So you can actually get that Z690 board, which is going to be way, way, way better built than these guys. I think it's 105 amps too. Like it's just crazy. Cheaper. So yeah. Or same price for the DDR5, I guess. So same price, massively overbuilt. Plus ITX holds their value better. All right. So the last bit of news that came out here today... RX Radeon 7900 XT rumored to feature 20 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory. It's almost like somebody predicted this. Um, so yeah, there's really not much more that we need to talk about here. Obviously, they're going to cut down the 384-bit bus. Actually, let me blow me back up because there's really nothing more in the article we're talking about or looking at. All right, there we go. Shrink that so I'm not all done. All right, so what this says to me is AMD is definitely not making the 7900 XT the flagship, which is what I talked to you guys about, I think, the other day. I think it was on the last podcast. More than likely, AMD is going to have three SKUs for the Navi 31, starting at 999 with the 7900 XT 20 gig. Then they'll have a slightly cut down version, I don't know, 1399, 1299. And then they'll probably price the full big boy at 15 16.99 so that that's just more confirmation that that's likely the way that they're going a lot of people are saying there's going to be only two SKUs. that doesn't make a whole lot of sense typically they'll have two SKUs with the full bus and then they'll make another one with the cut down bus the only one that they didn't do that with was the well i guess technically you have the 6700 xt so yeah they did that with all of them then at this point with the refresh and maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll just launch two SKUs now and do a refresh later, or they'll pull in NVIDIA and keep something in res reserve. But yeah, to me, that's just more indication that the 7900 XT is not going to be the flagship, not if they're cutting off RAM. So I wanted to bring that one up for you guys. Oh, somebody got the, the Naked Girls. Thank you. Uh, make sure you use Buildzoid's video for tuning RAM on uh, the Gigabyte. I'm actually that's not, let me let me put out a poll. Would you like to see Mobo tests like BIOS? So not per motherboard overclocking, but would you guys like, because I went through a lot of motherboards and here, I'm going to post that up. So I went through a lot of motherboards here recently and I'm like, obviously they're not all the same. Some are easier to navigate. Some are more difficult. Would you guys be interested in when I get motherboards in, I could just like capture myself like dicking around with it and go over some of the settings, uh, where shit is some motherboards that's hard to find. Um, and that sort of stuff, like the ease of use. How does it compare like feel feel wise? I'm not going to do VRMs and all the rest of that because that's just useless to me, to be perfectly honest. Um, what I'm interested in is like, does the motherboard actually function when I change voltages? Does it actually do the thing? Because um, most motherboards are going to be a little quirky. Like if you set 1.5 volts for RAM and then the motherboard goes 1.462 or something that happens sometimes. Would you guys find that useful? Oh, Lone Stranger, man, you're just pounding it out. Thank you so much for the 899 pounds. 
Uh, just got the Asus ROG Z690E gaming Wi-Fi board. Uh, it's supposed to be the best board for men's speeds. You sound a lot like Nathan there with your Chad speeds. Uh, best to return and get something better. Uh, what one you recommend then? Um, well, like I said, if you're going to be going for bang for buck, that that uh, gigabyte board is now the tits, man. Like that thing is just pumped full of features and is way cheaper. Most board, 10 layer boards, minimum $300. So they're basically selling for half price. Like I said, it was because they had that PCIe issue, I guess, but it's now resolved because they just updated that. So that board is now technically worth $300 and they're still selling it for half price. So yeah, I, I would go that route personally, but if you need a, like an ATX board for the extra slots and stuff, um, and if you're going DDR5, you're going DDR5. I'd probably just recommend like a try to get a discounted Z690 Unify X two dim board if you really want to push RAM. You want those Chad speeds? That'll definitely do it. They should be discounted here soon. Uh, um, let's see. PCIe5 isn't there, but no difference. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to recommend you guys upgrade. If you buy something now, like I'm going to 10 years from now, I'm going to still be recommending keeping your 12600K. I already see this happening. I, I can see where game companies are going and all this stuff. So features like that might not matter today. But if you're looking to keep your stuff, because there's really not going to be a whole big reason to upgrade, you're going to want it. And like I said, there are even reasons today for it. Um, ray tracing... We can see some differences between Gen 3, Gen 4. Um, it's not that big a deal, but it's there and measurable. And then if you're using, you know, like uh, an eight times card, maybe, you know, as eight times cards get faster, there might be an issue with those. Four times is already a problem on Gen 3. So, yeah, the fact that it has Gen 5 is a big deal for a lot of different use cases. Gigabyte what board? We just went over it, Lone Stranger. Uh, link's in the description if you missed it. I got them down there. Um, I hope we get tech saving on parts on Black Friday. I would actually argue most of the deals uh, have already been dropped here and there. They, they tend to sprinkle them out over October. You'll see a lot of them early November. And then, yeah, there's probably going to be like one or two like slightly better deals, but I recommend just buying everything before Black Friday and spend the extra 5% or something because usually they're not that big of a discount and you might not be able to get them either because that's when everybody else is waiting to buy. It's always smart to buy in July. The 4th of July sales are usually the same as Black Friday. And then, like I said, October is usually pretty good. So I'd recommend just picking up your stuff now if it's the price to performance that you want. If B350 uh, doesn't have it, then go B450 and uh, and Gen 4 M.2. So much nicer. Okay. Really, really hope AMD makes smart pricing decisions with RDNA 3. Like I said, uh, that's why I pulled up that article. It looks like what I was talking about the other day is coming true, where they're going to have, th well, at least two uh, 9,000 series cards. I think that they're going to do three, and the cheapest one's going to be 1000 bucks. 
it's so easy for them to take the most cut down Navi 31 die and go 7,900 XT, 9.99. We did not raise prices. Technically, they're they're right. Um, just taking the flagship status away from that particular chip. Um, and in reality, if it's just as fast, if not faster than a 4080, um, you know, wh why wouldn't they do that, to be perfectly honest with you? Um, I want to retire my R7 2700 this holiday. There you go. Hopefully get a cheap 5800X or X3D. Uh, I would recommend if you're not going to go with the 3D, go with the 5600. Unless you need the 8 cores for workload, this will get you all of the gaming performance of a 5800X or like 95% of it for way less money. Now, the X3D is going to be way faster than both of those. So, yeah, the real trouble is, is everybody wants the 5800X3D. Nobody wants Zen 4. So I don't know how good the deals are going to be, to be honest with you. For me, that chip really needs to be about $300 to make sense. Uh, summer's totally the best time to buy hardware. Uh-huh. Yeah, like a lot of people are too busy not paying attention. So these guys got to kick the same like Black Friday deals in just to get people, you know, spending money instead of going to the beach and being outside. Uh, My Little Pony, thank you for the 10 spot. Oh, ye chieftain of the peasants. So, yes, I, I am now the the, uh, the chieftain of the peasants, according to My Little Pony. Uh, take my money. Well, I, I'll be glad to do that. I'm slightly less peasant-like. Um, would I still be a peasant, though, once I have the 3090 that you're sending? Even though what's funny is, is it's just going to live on my test bench. It's, it's not actually going to go into a gaming PC. But... Uh, Knowing you, you're going to say that's still peasant tier. Um, Cole, thank you so much for the two. Radeon decided this is not the year for market share. Um, well, being cheaper and just as fast, that, that's really all you're going to get from AMD anymore. You're not going to get significantly cheaper for the same speed because that just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to be the charity. And to be honest, they've only been the charity when they absolutely had to be. When the RX... When uh, Polaris came out, that's pretty much the last time that they were really a charity. Um, their drivers were crap, complete and utter dog shit. They got, I think, like an extra 40 or 50 percent performance out of those GPUs just from drivers over the past, you know, eight years or whatever it's been. Um, NVIDIA obviously cut down the price on their 1060 to compete. So NVIDIA really did kind of force them in, or AMD forced them into a corner. And then with Zen, they had to show some value because they were Zen one and Zen plus, especially were nowhere near as good as what the mainstream guys were, were telling all of us. Um, they're quite terrible to be perfectly honest. So they had to sell them cheap. Because in reality, a four-core, eight-thread Intel chip is going to beat the pants off of an eight-core, 16-thread Zen 1 and Zen Plus in gaming. And then Zen 2 came out, and that was way better, but still nowhere near the level of uh, the Skylake architecture. Just re-ran tests. Skylake and Zen 3, basically neck and neck. Um, that's what came next. Zen 3, they finally, they, they kind of slightly took the crown. And uh, AMD got smart. They're better out of the box. So everybody's like, okay, now we're going to recommend Zen 3. And the second that they had a 
I'm calling it a tie because the 10600K and my 5600, they're virtually identical. It's just margin of error. But even then, just tying Intel, they just decided to take the piss. So yeah, AMD is not interested in market share. They're out for the profits. So yeah, if you're if you're sitting there holding out hopium that they're gonna launch a 4080 class GPU for less than maybe 899 at best, but more than likely it's probably gonna be 999. They'll sell it for less, but it's not gonna be a whole you know, it's not gonna be half which is really where we would like to see something like that. It's just not going to happen. Uh, AMD just can't make low margin, high volume GPUs for budget gamers. Well, yeah, there's that. They can't, they also just can't lower their margins because they have to justify it to their shareholders and their shareholders would be like, well, you know, you're selling the same product as your competitor at a like 20% discount. It's like, why, why can't you do that? You know, like if they decided to sell a 4080 level GPU for let's say 799, it's $400 less. Their shareholders are going to ask some hard questions being like, why? And here's the thing for market share to grow. It takes a while for that. So they can't just be like, just hold off, just give us some time and we'll show you. Cause you're, you're basically having people come to you going, why aren't you giving me my money? And uh, legally, at least here in the U.S., they have a right to know all that information. And if AMD, let's, let's say they don't grow their market share, even if they sold that level of GPU for significantly less. So that's what, 33% less than their competition. If they don't get a significant market share bump from that, every single person in there is going to get fired. Lisa Sue's out of a job. She's going to lose all of her bonuses. Uh, and the shareholders can then sue the company. So, yeah, that's the situation. RT Gaming, thank you for the five spot. Uh, any benefit upgrading from a 10700K to 11th gen on Z490? PCIe 4, yeah, I mean, like I said, there are some benefits to it. NVMEs are cool. Um, AVX 512 on 11th gen. I haven't tested it, so I don't know one-to-one -one how it performs. I would assume that if you can get the same clocks out of it, it's going to be a little bit faster. I think the IMC isn't as good, so your RAM might not go as high. But overall, I'd say you're going to get a slightly better performance with more features. Uh, and it might, like I said, help out with anything that requires AVX 512. <laughs> My little pony, thank you for the two. Only peasants use 3090s. Duh. Yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. So yeah, peasant peasant class is everything sub 4090 till the 4090 Ti comes out. Then that is peasant class. It's fair. I'm okay with being a peasant under those conditions. More frames forever. Yes, yes. Um, that that's what I just keep seeing. Um, like yesterday, my Discord was just full just full of people just linking videos and watching reviews and all this other stuff and i'm like why why are you doing this to yourself um I, we're just at the point now where there's just no reason for it you you have a general idea where the performance can be five to ten percent faster at absolute best right everybody knew that going into raptor lake um zen 4 i think surprised some people um but, you know, it was all, all the writing was on the wall the whole time, if you if you looked hard enough. But uh, 
you know, that's basically Alder Lake-ish level. And, you know, that's still good. Here's the thing. Like, people just go, well, that's not good. It's been out for a year. And in some instances, that's correct. You know, you had the option to buy that level CPU for a while. But at the same time, you need more than that. So I, I just don't see the need to watch every review on every product anymore. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't get it. You guys know what the performance is. Paul and I talk about it all the time. We talk about it months before it even comes out. We give you a good range, and then as time goes on, that range kind of narrows. And typically, we're within a couple of percentage points. So you guys are all fully aware of where things are. I, I don't know. Don't, I would recommend not subjecting yourselves to that anymore. You know, what, what's the point? Save yourself some time. Go, go do something else. That's just where I'm at. I watch zero Raptor Lake reviews. I don't watch one. I went to uh, Guru 3D, I think it was. One of them. Guru 3D or Tech Power Up. One of the two that I usually just go to because I just look at their graphs and take a look at stuff. Just to get, you know, oh, yep, I was about right. Peasant life is fine with me. Me too, buddy. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, li I like having money in my pocket. Uh, Raptor Lake is pretty impressive in itself. Uh, it's the last frontier uh, the PC industry needs. Honestly, it's the last push that DDR4 needs to basically skip DDR5 entirely. If you buy a 12, uh, 12th gen or a 13th gen, and gaming is the primary thing, meaning nothing you do is more demanding than gaming. You probably won't need a new PC till DDR6 is the thing. You can just skip DDR5 entirely. Assuming that you're gaming at like 120, 144 FPS. Can't see anything coming out that's going to push these CPUs that far. Same thing goes with Zen 4. I mean, it's on the same level, but you're already buying into DDR5. And uh, AMD is going to entice you with their upgrade path. But you could totally buy a CPU this year and just slot it in. We will allow you to do that. We will allow you to give us more money. Um, AMD is very smart about that, by the way. That, I think that's the main reason why people are so interested in this, is they're so addicted to just keep buying stuff every year. Versus, you know, way back when, you bought a 2600K. Nobody looked at anything until the 6700K came out. And then a lot of people then still kind of just went, nah. And then until you got the 8700K, which added two more cores... Most people didn't upgrade from their 2600Ks. And that's the way things used to go. Like, I had my Core 2 Duo until I got an i7-920. There's a pretty monstrous gulf between those two. Um, now, I bought a shit ton of CPUs during the Athlon 64 era, but that was mostly me just wanting to play with them. So, yeah, I, I sold most of those off again. Like, I would basically do what I'm doing now, just not sharing with anybody. Uh, Goal, thank you so much for the 50 pesos. He said, uh, you should look at the term called hypernormalization. Yes, I understand what hypernormalization is. Explains how fake realities and perceptions are created. Uh, it's created during the Soviet Union. Uh, I don't remember where it was, when it was created. It was the late 1800s, which is about the same time. So yeah, you're probably right on that one. But yes, get people used to the new normal. Yes. I guess Paul and I've mentioned it before. We're basically like the the uh, the anti hype 
in reality. Bring it back to reality. Paul likes to hype new products till he knows what it is, and then then he gets uh, grounded real fast. Uh, My Little Pony, thank you so much for the five. Only peasants need to justify their purchases. The fact that an upgrade exists is the reason for buying it. I love it. I love it. You you really are channeling your inner tech deals today, My Little Pony. <laughs> there is an upgrade, therefore you must have it. Because reasons. Just reasons. Uh, Slim Jim. Jim Slim. Thank you for the 199. Uh, glad Rap- Raptor Lake now forces Intel to move to 7 nanometer. I mean, if they had it ready, I mean, they might have done it before. But yeah, I mean, 7 nanometer will be interesting, I guess. But once again, do you need anything that's faster than last gen? I started off the stream saying, do you really need anything faster than this? Most of you guys, the answer is no. For for the overwhelming majority of you, this is going to do the job. Do you have a 144 hertz display? That's going to do it for most of you guys. Um, and then if you need, you know, like I said, RPCS3, which I play regularly, 12400 does that. 12600K is just massive overkill for gaming. Absolutely massive. Um, that's my issue. I like messing with hardware way too much. Yes, this is this this lone stranger. You have admitted the truth. You have admitted the truth. Um, which like I mentioned earlier, I did it in my early twenties, you know, basically 20 years ago. Um, I would just buy shit just because I wanted to test it out, but I would always make sure that I would sell it back off. So I wasn't really spending money. And if I lost money, it was like 10%. So nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm still just throwing money away. I agree. And you know, it's fun and it's fun to be a hobby, but as long as you admit it and you understand it. Like, I don't need this. You know, Paul and I talk about this all the time. You know, you're not somebody that's going to go out there and tell people to overspend on stuff to justify your purchases. There's a lot of people out there that need that self-justification. They need other people to think and feel and act the same way that they do to justify making poor life choices. And those are the type of people I'm just trying to shake and wake up and be like, you don't need this. You don't. Um... Because you'll start seeing the mental gymnastics. Like, if you talk to them in real life, the mental gymnastics will start going on through their head, and then they'll eventually come to something somewhat plausible. Then you'll get some random response that doesn't quite justify them spending a whole bunch of money on something that they don't need, but maybe under some weird circumstance it would. Yeah, just admit the fact that you just want to play with the thing and be honest about it. You know, that's fine. Just don't tell other people to do the same thing. Uh, Zen 4 X3D might entice me, but my 5800 X3 is all the things that I need for a few years. So you've already answered your question. Uh, Beanie does games. You do not need Zen 4 3D, no matter how fast it is. Million times faster. You don't need it. It will do nothing for you. So if you want it, that's fine. But you do not need it. You have already admitted it. Stupid YouTube. They want to insert ads. Oh, my poll's still going. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so it looks like, yeah, 70% of you guys would be cool just checking out motherboards. All right, we can do that. It's something that, like, nobody does. You know, like, if you search a motherboard, you might get, like, some deep dive buildzoid thing. I'm like, I just want somebody to go in the BIOS just so I can make sure it has settings that make sense. Or if they relabel stuff and it's kind of strange, you know, maybe be like, oh, 
yeah, this thing is actually this. Um, was it on the Azrock boards and Asus boards? They call the ring clock uh, cache speed. So if you're used to the Asus and MSI boards, and then you go to one of those, you're like, where the hell is my ring clock? You know, stuff like that, just because they change names. It's confusing. So personally, I think that'd be pretty helpful. Uh, CJ Roche, uh, thank you so much for the five spot. He said, um, my side hustle is making 3D animation porn. Cool deal. Uh, I have to keep up with tech innovation. My dream is owning a render farm. Yeah. Well, for business, it's a whole other thing, man. Like, do you really think I'd be buying, like, how many how many boards did I go through just to try to get DDR5 running properly? I think I went through, like, six Z690 DDR5 boards um, just to get a couple of videos out. I would never do that uh, if it wasn't for business practice. In fact, I would never waste my time buying a DDR5 board, which is why I don't recommend them to you guys um, at this point in time. The RAM just isn't there. I showed you guys earlier in the video. You got to spend $370 on RAM to, to make it worth it. It's too much. When that's $200, then I might be like, yeah, go for it, guys. This, this is as good as B-Die. It's the same price. Just, just buy it. But until we're there, it's not worth it. But yeah, business is a whole different thing than gaming. A luxury thing that can be had on a freaking Raspberry Pi. You know how many games you can play on a Raspberry Pi? Most of them. Uh, there's just, you know, just newer games obviously aren't going to run. Uh, Preston Morton, thank you so much for 10, 10 spot. Um, I'm building a Alder Lake for my Apple-loving daughter. I'm giving her 16 gigabytes C16 RAM. Does Alder Lake need faster DDR4 RAM? It very much likes faster DDR4 RAM. Uh, by the way, you also didn't put the speed. So if you're doing like 4,000 C16, that's pretty good. I'm assuming you mean 3200 C16. Um, if you could push it to 3600, you're going to get pretty good performance out of it. Uh, by the way, I'm being an Asus ROG shill. Okay. Uh, I got her a Z690 Batman theme PC. See, that's cool too. Yeah. Like if you're doing a theme for like a family member, hell yeah. Uh, somebody's doing that Sonic motherboard. Think about picking that up because my wife really likes Sonic. You know, like that, that's a whole other thing. Like I wouldn't be shilling for the company so much, just the limited edition thing. Those also go up in value, which we also talked about earlier. So you can spend some money on that and it will probably go down and then rebound in price. Uh, what's Z690 board do you recommend? Did it earlier in the stream? Here, let me pull it back up. We have new recommendations as of yesterday. Uh, I gotta get this guy, do this. All right. So as of right now, the best deal on boards, I have them linked down below. Not the B-Die. would be this, these guys. These uh, Gigabyte Z690i Aorus boards because they fix this. It's no longer stuck at PCI 3. It is now a PCIe Gen 5 board. It's got all the main features of all the other boards. It's a 10-layer PCB board, which you are not going to get at this price point from anybody else. Um, two DIMMs. So if you're going DDR5, you're going to get pretty damn close to those max frequencies you're seeing from other people. Uh, was it the EVGA dark board is a 14-layer? So those guys might get a little bit higher, but you're going to get way better than most boards and way better than anything else at this price point. 
Um, and then you also have the DDR4 option, which I do have linked down below as well. I got two of these ones yesterday. This is likely going to go down as the fastest DDR4 board ever made. Let me repeat that. It's 150 bucks. This will likely go down as the fastest DDR4 board ever made. Yeah. Now, if you don't want ITX, that's fair. Um, I have the uh, Azrock Steel Legend. I actually have two of them. One of them's going back because I'm going to replace it with this. But uh, that board's great, and Newegg gets those on sale for $140. They, they ran two deals. I bought one the first time, and then I bought one the second time because at $140, that's a damn good deal. But to put things in perspective, that is a six-layer motherboard. So, yeah. All right, we do that, do that, we get back, and then let's see what we got here. Uh, Nathan, thanks for the two. Have you ever had a bird? No, I have cats. I've always had cats. Uh, emulation is your friend if you want cheap gaming. 100%. Um, like, that's the sort of stuff that I really want to start doing videos on. Like, this stuff just isn't that great. I like, I like doing, like, this is the best thing to buy today videos. Like, buy this Gigabyte board. It is now 100% worth the price. Before, like I said, PCIe 3 just felt limiting. Now it is just an insane deal. So, like, that sort of stuff I, I don't mind doing videos on. Um, like I said, once DDR5 is finally worth it, cool. I'd love, love to do a video on that and say, here you go, guys, it'll run... 7600 on a four dim board that cost you know the boards are like a hundred and something bucks regularly or whatever once that happens that's gonna be far more interesting but checking out things like uh x emu i don't i don't know if, how you say it. i call it zemu which is the the xbox emulator that got a huge compatibility bump dude i can just throw that on and just play old xbox games all day like it'll be like five years before i'm done going through the xbox library that i can go back and play so, yeah, emulation is the best way to just forget about all this. You just need hardware that's fast enough to run the emulators. That's why I keep bringing up RPCS3, because that is quite demanding, especially for CPU. So that's kind of like the worst case scenario. And if you can run that, you can run all the rest of the emulators pretty good. Um, the ones that actually function, things like Xenia don't really work yet. Uh, maybe not ever. Who knows? That, that thing's pretty rough. Uh, that's the Xbox 360 emulator for you guys out there. Uh, Yuzu, I never really used, but it seemed to run okay. I used it once and it seemed all right. It didn't seem nearly as demanding. So that's why I keep using that as like the bar. Because once, I, at least for me personally, if I can run RPCS3, I can run everything else. That is the limit. That, for CPU anyway. GPU is a whole nother ballgame. Um, goal, thank you so much for the 20 pesos. 12,100, 14, 14, 14, 26, 4,000 at, well, you said 400 at 1.44 and 52 nanoseconds. Good. I'm guessing that's 3,400. Um, it's about as good as you're going to get. I got mine at 3,600. It's 48 nanoseconds. So like you're, you're right there. You're right there. So if you tune your sub timings a little bit more, you could probably get close. Um, try if your motherboard supports it. Try forty six sixty six thirty four sixty six. That'll help a little bit too. But yeah, you're about there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really worry about it. 
Man, thank you, Nathan, for being on top of the, the naked ladies. Uh, best RAM for X3D, the cheapest junk you can get your hands on. That's the beauty of X3D. Uh, we can talk about Zen 4 3D, because that's, like I said, that's going to be a bit interesting. So if you're like, I'm never buying Intel. Cool. I get it. Everybody's got brand pre. I don't like Coke. I like Pepsi. I get it. Um, there's a different taste here. Intel AMD kind of do the same thing. But regardless, I get it. Uh, the Zen 4 3D is definitely going to be the one to get. Jeez, they're still there. Nathan, you're not satisfying the naked ladies. Get on it. Appreciate it, though, buddy. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. The Zen 4 3D is probably going to be the last AMD CPU you're going to need. On the Intel side, Alder Lakes can be just fine. Raptor Lakes, slightly better. But I would just say go with whatever's cheaper. Um, if you want an 8-core, get the 12700K. If you want a 6-core, get the 12600K. The cooling thing is the only X factor. If the 13 series runs cooler, that might be worth it. Uh, the extra frequency, I wouldn't say it's worth it. But if it's more efficient and cooler, that might be worth it. I'll know soon enough, and I'll be able to let you guys know. But yeah, Zen 4 3D, you just buy the cheapest DDR5 possible. And this is the reason why I showed you guys the cheapest AM5 boards before. Because there's nothing there. there. There's nothing really cheap. You have 170. It's not awful. Let's be honest. That's okay. But really, like, you want to buy, like, the $30 motherboard. You want the worst of the worst. You want to spend no money on the motherboard and RAM and then give AMD all your money. That's what the X3Ds are designed for. That is spending money on those components. You give the money to AMD. They make the money. That's why they like that chip. Uh, and for you, that makes the most sense because it saves you the most. They don't have that option, though, which is really killing me. I would love to see like a $99 or an $89 motherboard pair it with like some 5200 bargain basement, 32 gig kit of RAM. And then you throw that on there and poof, you get more performance than what you can get out of Raptor Lake or at least on par. That's where AMD wins, but they need cheaper boards. Uh, my little pony, thank you for the five. Chris, your refusal to acknowledge and validate my EPIN <laughs> is an affront to our relationship. Yes, I have met people like that. Yes, uh, I'm going to have to reevaluate my support of this channel. After you send me the 3090, um, please, if, if you're, if you're going to leave. I, I, I would like to have that because I would like to be able to do high-performance CPU testing at will instead of bugging my buddy every time I'm like, hey, I would like to do this test. And I'm like, is it worth it? Like, I, I basically only borrow it from him when I have, like, four videos worth of shit to get done. And then I don't have a life for quite a while because uh, I don't I don't like, you know, taking away from him. Nebula, thank you so much for the five pound it. Uh, I'm waiting for the review of ARC versus 4090 AV1 encode uh, for live streaming. What are your thoughts on AV1 encode for live streaming? To be perfectly honest, you're probably still just going to be better off with CPU. Nothing's ever better than CPU encoding because uh, it's basically just a pure encode, not using any sort of accelerators. So typically you're going to just be better off using a cheaper secondary PC. Um, but if you're doing a single PC setup for streaming, I don't think I don't, it wouldn't make sense that one would be better than the other image quality might be different that, that you'd have to look at. Um, I haven't seen anything there. 
But in reality, that's where something like the 13600K comes in, because you can use the E cores to do the encode and let your P cores run your game. So that's something that uh, Ivan over at Frame Chasers tested here recently. I think he's going to redo it. But uh, whereas the 13600K didn't have enough E cores to do that, that is an added benefit to the 13600K and does give that a lot more value for single PC streamers. But yes, typically I always recommend just a cheaper secondary PC because you can do your recording and your encoding. And just in case if something goes wrong with your main PC, you crash, overclocks fail, or even if you're not doing any of that, it just happens to crash. Um, you have that other PC going. So that's my recommendation. recommendation with that one. Um, yeah, in like three years, but until then, I'll stick with DDR4, 13700K. No need to upgrade for a long time. Yeah. That's the other thing that I wanted to ask you guys. Thank you for reminding me. The second poll. All right. Would you be interested in a long-term PC build test? So what I was thinking is I'll build a PC later this year, early next year, whatever, start next year. And then basically we're only going to use that PC on the channel. And we're going to see exactly how long it takes. So I was thinking 13700K, something like that. Uh, maybe the 600K. And then that's just going to be it. And we're just going to see how long it actually takes, like a time capsule type of thing. And we're just going to keep testing shit as they come out. New games, this and that. Um, frame rate target will be 120 on most games. Obviously, GPU demands don't count. So 120 FPS at whatever resolution it takes to push the CPU, that sort of stuff. And, and just see how many years it takes. And then, you know, 5, 10, 20 years from now, whenever I'll be like, oh, it's about finally time to upgrade. I think that that might be kind of interesting. But I want to get your thoughts on that one. My Little Pony will disagree. I, I saw the super chat. Where are we at? Uh, thank you for the two, buddy. He says, AIO parch uh, shit arrive Monday. I'll send next week. Thank you so much, buddy. I'm just giving you shit about that because we're just trolling each other. But yeah, no, I really want to thank you so much for your support on that one. Uh, always have a second PC. Yeah, it just seems to make the most sense. Uh, I want to see if I can get DVD quality video on one CD using AV1. If you're a member, uh, I know you notice you're not a member on here, but you might be on Patreon. But if you're in the Discord, get with Denver. Denver is like the encoding guy. I just do everything in H.265 and uh, H.264 for mine. But I have just have massive amounts of hard drive space that I just don't need the extra compression. But yeah, Denver is all about that. Uh, yeah, I, Ivan will be doing the single PC stream thing with 1310. Yes, yes, he will. I found his other video super informative because I was like, oh, yeah, that is a good use case for those e-cores. Uh, I like the idea because I want to see how long my current build lasts. Push it to its limits. Like I said, the, the biggest thing that you need to do is you need to set a frame rate target. For me, it's 120. I'm good with 120. Uh, so lows like 90 to 100 on lows, average around 120. That for me personally, that that's fine. Um, for most games, uh, games like Elden Ring, which 
almost doesn't matter what you have. It just doesn't run that fast because it's completely single threaded, but it's also designed to only run a 60 FPS, you know, ex with exceptions. But most games I, I want to run at that uh, resolution is GPU dependent. So, you know, if I want to go up in res, I could do whatever, just buy a bigger GPU. So basically, it's just going to be motherboard, CPU, RAM, um, you know, your main platform stuff will be static. GPU will change over time um, and stuff like that. But yeah, just basically how long can this just mainstream platform last when gaming is its primary function? I think it's interesting. Uh, Preston, thank you so much for the two spot. He said, as a value gamer, uh, Alder, Raptor, or Zen 3D. Kind of a tough one. You can get Alder and Raptor Lake cheaper. It also depends when X3D comes out. Because we're, we're going off of the board pricing today, but if AMD has, let's say, like $99 B650 game, you know, motherboard specials by then, um, and the cheapest DDR5 is already pretty damn cheap. And I'm assuming they're going to want 500 for the E-Core. I'm running off of that. So now you have all of my lines of thinking as to how I'm weighing this out. So if the chip's 500, you get a $100 motherboard and let's say $100, 32 gigs of RAM. So what are we at? That's seven. And then if you go with, uh, let's say the, you're going to want the, the 12700K at a minimum to compete with that. A-core versus A-core. So 12700Ks, I expect, Expect to see on sale for about 320. 320 plus 140 for motherboards. So where are we at? So that's 460. Uh, and then 32 gigs of RAM. You can get that Kingston kit that I tested. That's real good. That's 140. That's cheaper. That's cheaper than what the X3D would be, even if it has uh assuming it's 499. If it's 449, it wouldn't change anything. If it comes out at 399 then that might be the way to go. But that's assuming you can get a $100 motherboard and $100 worth of 32 gigs of RAM when that launches. Uh, I was just going to disable my e-cores for gaming. Uh, they don't do much, I think. If you're using Windows 11, they won't harm you. You can just leave them on if you want. If you're running Windows 10, turn those things off. They will hurt your performance. Uh, be interested in a CPU scaling review because uh, the new monster 4090. Well, I'm doing the CPU scaling review using a 3060 Ti. And surprisingly enough, there's scaling on that. So yes, there, there is scaling. But once again, it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, it's like, ah, oh, this one's twice as fast. 1,000 FPS versus 500. You know, I mean, you got to figure out the line for yourself. Because once you have that line, then you go, yeah, that's cool. It's faster. And then you ignore it until you need a faster thing, until you can no longer do what you want. And then you'll go and see, it's like, all right, here's what I need, what's available, and how much do the things cost? And then you just buy the thing that's offering the most value at that point in time. You buy it, and then you just wait, rinse and repeat. That's how you save the most amount of money. Uh, I expect my X3D and 3090 at 1440p uh, last me in gaming for a very long time. I would agree with that, yes. Uh, see, I realize the industry pulls you into upgrading um, by putting out higher res 
this place. Higher res and higher refresh rate is really all they got left because they don't have better games. Um, even though there's some good stuff coming out now, most of the big AAA games that came out this year, if you really think about it, most of the big AAA games are old PlayStation 4 games. Think about it. Um, now, of course, there's a lot of like littler games, like Scorn came out. A lot of people seemed really interested in that. Um, it's not my kettle of fish, but you know, uh, that I believe that's technically an indie game. And then there's a lot of really cool indie games coming out. That, that's really where it's at right now. But yeah, those need to have as much mass market appeal as possible because the, you know, they don't have the marketing budgets. They're not just going to get sales. So they have to appeal to as many people as possible. So usually indie games are very well optimized and run as well as possible. At least the successful ones. Uh, my little pony, thank you for the two. At me in Discord uh, if you if you like feeling my trash. <laughs> okay. Oh, in Discord if you like feeling like trash. Okay. Yes, I I will at you, and you can you can come and and shit all over me for being a peasant tier. Uh, how many votes we got on this poll? We got 81 votes, 200 people watching. Uh, if you guys haven't voted, please vote, and I will end that here in a little bit. Overrated PS4 games, too. Yeah, some of them were definitely overrated. You already got them. Okay. Uh, Uncharted 4, I didn't really much care for. I really want the uh, Nathan Drake collection to come over to PC. The first three. Uncharted 2 was definitely the best in the series. And I, I would like to play that, um, you know, nice 4K 120. But what do you think it's going to take to play a PlayStation 3 game at 4K 120? I'm betting an ARC 6600's got that in the bag. Uh, single player games are making a comeback, baby. I love to see it, honestly. Yeah, well, I think enough of these companies have learned that not everybody's going to be Fortnite. In fact, Fortnite is still popular. So not only are you competing, like trying to get that mantle, you're still competing against something that people are emotionally attached to at this point. Some companies can do it. Most most won't. All right, I'm just going to end the poll. We got about half the votes, but it's overwhelming. You guys definitely uh, would be interested in that. So I think that's what we'll do. And it's not and I'm not doing it to prove that future proofing is a thing. It's mostly just that you just, just buy a thing that's good. That makes sense. That's not overpriced. And you're going to be able to just ride that beast for a long time. As Once again, as long as gaming is your thing. Now, I get a lot of people that are like, well, I do a lot of work on my system. It's like, well, OK. It's making you money. Obviously, you spend, you know, spend what you need to do your job. But outside of that, you don't really need a whole lot uh licorice hello ladies uh ps3 gpu was like a x1900 series from 2006 no it was actually far worse than that it was actually exactly a 7800 g 7900 gt what it was it was old 7000 series nvidia chips that they couldn't sell <laughs> so they sold them to sony Uh, 240 hertz is it no more needed 
depends on who you are. Like for me, I don't need 240 hertz. Um, this one's 144, and I just got this one's 170 hertz. I can't really see the difference between the two. To be perfectly honest with you. Uh, pressing, come on, guys, give a like and a thumbs up. Appreciate that. I think well, we got 130 out of uh, 194. That's that's pretty good. Do you think UE5 will change the market? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. From what we've already seen, it's heavily single-threaded, and uh, which is the status quo. And here's the thing. If it doesn't run on a potato, nobody's going to use it. It's just that simple. Game developers are not going to use technology that they have no customer base for. So UE5 games will come out when, like, a $300 GPU from, like, six years ago could run it. Or they'll just lower settings to where that that'll be doable. One one of the two. But at the same time, you'll be able to use a two three hundred dollar GPU from like five or six years ago to run whatever the games are. It's just the way that it is. Because even just making a game for consoles, outside of the first party developers, because obviously that's the point of making first party games is to appease the console guys. Uh, third party developers are, have no interest in just selling to consoles. It's too small of a market. Um, they want to sell to console and PC, and then if possible, also port over to mobile. That's, that's where most of these guys are. And, uh, I always bring it up. Let me see if I can find the video. Let me get to these supers first. Shadow Fox, thank you so much for the five spot. Uh, I wouldn't underestimate the PS3 processing power. The cell processor actually had a lot of hidden horsepower. Um, if you knew how to use it properly, we were talking about the GPU, the GPU had nothing to do with the CPU. They were completely different. But yes, you are correct. It had also special instruction sets for the SP cores that modern processors have a very difficult time emulating. Hence why it takes like a 12600K at 5 plus gigahertz to emulate it well. Now, granted, we're doing double what the PlayStation, or technically more. PlayStation 3 didn't hit 30 FPS all the time, by the way. Um, but anyways, we're, we're shooting for more than double the performance. But still, that's, that's a shit ton more horsepower. Uh, My Little Pony, thank you so much for the five spot. I voted no as the only non-peasant to vote. Uh, my vote counts as 100. Okay, so, yes. Yes, so this is what we're going to do. we got two options. We're either going to do the long-term thing, or I'm going to have My Little Pony literally buy me every upgrade that ever comes out, and then I'll just be like, you have to have every new thing that ever comes out. I'm pretty sure I know which one of those two is going to happen. <laughs> but let me pull up this video that I found a while ago, and I always recommend it on here. If you haven't watched it, go watch this video. YouTube.com. I'll put it in the chat, I guess, the link. Oh, money works. The channel name. And then we're just going to go to videos and search. We're going to do game. Here we go. So let me flip you guys over so you can see it. Because this guy really just hit the nail on the head. Okay. So this is it right here. So why game companies stop making games? And he goes over all of the financial reasons why everything's as stagnant as it is and how things are just going to continue on this path. And it's all because of this right here. Money. 
And this is what doesn't lie. Wishes, hopes, and dreams, developers, goals, none of that crap matters. This, at the end of the day, runs the whole show. And uh, it's, we all know this now, it's pretty obvious, but when we talked about this a few years ago, people just didn't quite get it. So let me put this in the thing. Games will, cont- will get easier and easier and easier to run. They will not get harder and harder to run because of all the reasons he talks about. Uh, Uncharted in 3D is an experience you should have in your lifetime. It's awesome. Technically, that's a 3D vision monitor. If I got the glasses, I guess I could probably do it if they are... Well, I guess RPCS3, I should be able to do it. So, yeah, technically, it should be a thing. Let's see. Try a five, four kilohertz polling rate mouse and swipe sideways in the game, then use, uh, then you see 170 hertz is better. It just doesn't matter, man doesn't matter. Everybody just needs to figure out what works for them. Stop pushing for more. Because if you keep pushing for more, these guys will always have something to sell you. But we're just getting to the point where we're diminishing. Yes, it might be better. Is it like twice as good? Is it four times as good? It, we're, we're talking about things that are so subjective. That's why I can't tell you you have to be good with 144 hertz or 120 hertz like I am. That might not be acceptable to you. You might be like, yeah, I'm good with 30. I shouldn't be giving you shit about that. If you're fine with that, and you know how much money you would save if you were cool with 30 hertz gaming? You, Oh, man. Uh, 2600K, still rocking hard. And GPU, I mean, even 4K 30 at this point. What, a 6700 XT, 3060 Ti? No problem. Maybe even lower. RX 6600 level? Man, those people, those are the people you should be jealous of because they don't have to spend any money <laughs> and they're rolling just fine. Uh, Chris, where's Paul at this evening? I ate his soul for Halloween. I have ingested Paul. Uh, have you seen cyberpunk edge runners? No, I'm not a big anime guy. City of Titans to release. Uh, praying one day it will come. I have no idea what that is. Ever Silent Hill 2 requiring a 6800 XT for 60 FPS and AT medium. Lol. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a them problem, but I guarantee you that ain't gonna be true. It'll come on out and somebody will figure out how to get that game to run. Usually that's what it is. It's usually the devs just don't put enough time into optimization and then the community will fix it. You mentioned this before, Chris, but until they start making UE Engine 5 games that are good, then be interesting in upgrading. Silent Hill 2 uh, remake looks very triple A and I'd rather buy RE4 R, so Resident Evil 4 remastered, I guess. Yeah, well, we'll check out UE5 when it comes out. But like I said, it can't be that difficult to run. It has to run at 30 FPS on a Xbox Series S. 
We already actually mathed that out. Even though it's technically Zen 2, probably more like a Zen 1 level CPU. So being twice as fast or even four times as fast as a Zen 4 8 core is not that difficult. Uh, my little pony, thank you for the two. Back to work. Uh, have a good rest of the stream. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much for the support. Enjoy work, sucker. Technically, this is my work, which is uh, really nice. And I really appreciate you guys for the support. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't be able to do this stuff. And honestly, it's really nice to just relay information, especially being a stay-at-home dad full-time and just chatting with you guys. Love it. Uh, for a gamer like me, it looks like a movie when flickering around. Uh, so much easier to spot enemies, but yeah, don't need it. But it's more fun to play on. It also depends on your type of games. You know, if you're playing peekaboo games where you gotta, you know, it's whoever sees the other person first wins. Yeah, you, you need faster. But if you're playing games like, uh, I just played Escape from Monkey Island. Game's capped at 60. Things smooth as butter, you know why? Because nothing's going fast. Uh, you play like Shadow of the Tomb Raider or any third-person game. Nothing's moving that fast, so you don't really need it. Um, but yeah, first-person shooters and stuff, I could definitely see it being better. But even like Doom, Doom's perfectly fine for me at uh, 120, 144. Sure, 240 might be a little clearer, but you just get to the point where it's like, yep, nope, this is good enough. And that's where you stop. Good enough for you. Uh, 60 hertz is a uh, live HD frame rate that most television programs uh, we consumed or view. Actually, most are actually 29 point whatever the hell it is. But anyways, uh, which is why I find my 12 600K and 1660 TIPC I use uh, on a 10 year old HD TV. Yeah, that would work just fine. You get 100 FPS on Shadow of the Tomb Raider highest. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, it's so subjective. That's that's where I kind of cringe when you start seeing reviewers or influencers tell you you need so much frame rate or you need so much resolution or you should do. It's like, I'm not you. What I can do is I can tell you where I'm coming from. For me, 120, 144 is my goal. 60 is acceptable in certain titles. Once again, especially if they're locked and you really shouldn't go higher than that. Um, the, my perfect example would be like Elden Ring. It's perfectly fine. Third person action game. It's just not that fast. So 60 is fine. Um, I really can't do any less than that, though. Uh, not anymore. The, the old days of Goldeneye at 12 FPS. Can't can't handle that anymore. But anyways, so th that's me. And for me, 1080p is also fine. I I really have no interest for higher resolution. Ever. I'm I'm never, ever, ever upgrading in resolution. There's just no need. I can't visually see the difference uh, that makes enough of a difference for it to be worth it for me. So that's the position that I come from. And then I relay the information to you guys. But I try to give you the impartial data, which is the graphs and stuff that I do. And then I'll give you my subjective opinion. And then as long as you guys know where I stand on things, you understand that's the lens that I'm coming from. But I can't tell you what makes the most sense for you. I can tell you what is objectively the best value because I understand the performance of a thing and I understand the price of its thing relative to other things. But, you know, I, I can't tell you you need a six core CPU. 
I can say definitively, if all you do is game, all you need is a six core CPU. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, there's just a, I, I've definitely noticed that there's a lot more people out there telling people what to do instead of going, here's the data. This is what I think. And uh, letting you make your own decisions. So I, I try to go more that route. Uh, 29.97 NTSC. That was, that was the one. That was the one. He got it. Thank you, uh, Victor. All right. So we got about 20 minutes left. I'm going to just blow through a few questions here, and then I'm going to do the questions over on Discord. If you guys have not, uh, if you guys want to go ahead and get access over there, you can do so by clicking the little join button down below or becoming a Patreon member. That's how you get to ask the end of the podcast questions, but I'll also bounce back and forth between the chat because that's the best part about doing these solos. I get to interact with you guys better. The whole Tomb Raider trilogy was great. I think Rise, then Original, then Shadow. I like once again. This is subjective. I like the uh, the first one the best, basically in order. <laughs> in order, I think they they started strong and got worse, but whatever, man. I I played all of them. They're good. That's why people get mad when they try to do my Tomb Raider benchmarks because I don't use the built-in benchmark. <laughs> and because I beat the game, I can go wherever I want. And I found the most demanding sequence. Most of these guys are not going to sit down and actually play the game to get to the point to benchmark where I'm at. They just won't do it because I think it'll take them at least three or four hours to get to that point. I'm um, a 1080p, 144 hertz guy. Yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at, man. Now, when like a $200 GPU does 4K 144 or whatever, sure. And I can get a 4K 144 hertz monitor for 150 bucks. Sure. That, that, you know, like I'll upgrade when like it just makes sense. But I think it's gonna be a very long time before we get to that point. Twenty thirteen is best where I'm at. Uh, 1080p 60 with 3060 Ti. Can't decide on 1440p monitor. I mean, there's there's a lot of good deals out there. Uh, I would just recommend IPS or TN. I, I really don't like VN or VA. But that's just me. Once again, that it's very subjective. To me, it's just very ghosty, and that kind of bothers me. A reviewer that actually plays games. You know, it's really funny. Most reviewers will actually admit that they don't play games. Like I, I distinctly remember Jay and this was back when I watched Jay like a few years ago. Um, my channel was pretty small when I when I still watched him. But um, he just flat out came out and said he didn't play games. I think that's about the time when I'm like, well, clearly your opinion holds no weight with me because that's the whole reason why I'm here. But yeah, these guys have basically come out and said it. Um, that's one of the things I really do admire about Hub. Like, he, he'll stream himself playing games. Um, so, you know, you know he actually sits down and plays games. Um, I, I typically will play one to two games per week. Like I said, I was just testing out Zemu. Uh, Xemu. What, can somebody phonet phonetically put that in there, however that's supposed to be said? Uh, Xemu, the Xbox emulator. I was just testing something out. Three hours later, I was like, oh. Well, there we go. I, I had other work that I needed to do, but I, you know, just went in and started playing X-Men Legends.
I'm more interested in upgrading monitor than getting a new GPU right now. Makes sense. Uh, mini LEDs, 1440p, uh, but I'll assume it'll take a while. I mean, micro LED, that'll take a long time. Those might be 4K only, but by then we'll we'll probably uh, have GPUs that'll be more than good enough. Uh, that's the problem with a lot of reviewers. They don't play games 100%. A lot of these guys are so detached from actual reality. And what it's done, here's the real problem isn't so much that they don't play games. Who gives a shit what these people do with their lives? Problem is they then present X Emu. Okay. I'll go with that one. It's Mew. Okay, now I'm getting all sorts of stuff. Oh, Doughboy, you're just trolling. I'll call it whatever the hell I want, I guess. Um, but they basically project themselves because they don't play the games, most of them anyway. Uh, that sort of vibe onto the community. And I think this is the main reason why people are just so interested in hardware, because that's all these guys really talk about is yes, they use games as a tool, which I do as well. Um, but that's like it. They're not coming from the place of actually giving a shit about the games for the most part. Like I said, there are some exceptions out there, um, but most of them, they're just basically news anchors talking to people about things that they don't give a shit about. And that's where the disconnect's coming in. And that's why a lot of gamers know, I think, why a lot of gamers don't care uh, about gaming anymore. They care more about the hardware. Like uh, like I mentioned earlier, I had so many people just watching these all these stupid and useless, for the most part, reviews yesterday. And I'm like, why are you wasting your time on this? Just don't. Um, this is a real question. Actually, here we go. We'll do a poll on this. This is just thought of this. How many hours per week do you spend watching tech tubers? I'm going to be really, we got one to two, say two to five, five to ten, ten. <laughs> And to 20 plus, uh, yeah, I'd say that that's fine. Yeah, we'll do five to 15. If you're being real honest, a lot of you guys are probably there, but 15 plus. I'm really curious about that. Quick question have you ever played quake on a keyboard and mouse yes i've actually never played it with a controller um it would be pretty uh interesting to do so quake on a mouse or a controller just seems a little weird to me a lot of those old school first person shooters way too hard with a with a key uh controller i'm damn good with a controller Thank you, Nathan, for keep killing them because I'm chatting with people and I'm typing stuff. I, I'm just not able to pay as much attention. Like when it's me and Paul, he can talk and then I can go ahead and uh, get rid of him or, or vice versa. But doing it solo. Thank you so much for, for dealing with those people. Uh, the good old naked ladies. All right. Um, while you guys are doing the poll, which if you haven't voted, please do so. I'm actually very interested in this because 
I think that that's a symptom of the problem that I was talking about. I think people are just too interested in hardware, which is the stupidest and most useless thing uh, at this point in time. Because just buy the stuff that's out now and you're pretty much good. And you're going to be good, um, in my opinion. But let me go to my questions here. Do, 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 do. I can blow this up over here. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Not a whole lot. All right. So we'll get back to the chat here in a sec. Uh, so we got one from Nathan. Do you think it's strange that the 4090 clock speed behavior is Jensen's next step to locking down RTX GPUs? <sighs> to be honest, I have no idea. Um, I think we were talking about it before, but it was the voltage limit thing that they have. But yeah, they're going to keep locking these things down. They're going to try to make the cards as uh, unified as possible. So when you buy the card... You're not going to have all that headroom. AMD did it the worst, uh, to be honest with you, with like RDNA 2 cards. Those things are so locked down. Um, it's not even funny. So, yeah, they're going to try to lock these things down. If you want faster, you will pay us more. That's that's basically the route that these guys are wanting to go. Um, let's see. All right, so that was you guys chatting. So then we just got Shadow Fox over here. I says, I have a feeling uh, that has to do with... Okay, you guys are just chatting. All right, so I guess I'm doing a good job chatting in the chat. Nobody's doing the uh, Discord questions this time. So, all right, um, we got about 13 more minutes. If you guys can give me like two seconds, just go uh, run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry about that. I wasn't going to be able to make it another 13 minutes. Sorry, guys. All right. Let's take a look at this poll. Where are we at? Okay. So you guys are pretty much up and down the spectrum, but most of you guys spend two to five hours a week. That's not too unreasonable, especially if you're counting something like uh, this, which is obviously a longer one. We only have 85 votes. That's uh, half you guys. So if you haven't voted, please vote on the poll. If you're on mobile, you just hit a button, you know, just hit it. Uh, I'm really kind of curious on this one. But um, yeah, what I should have said was how much time do you spend watching mainstream tech tubers? Um, sorry about that. But yeah, some of you guys spend way too much time. If you're in that 15 plus, stop. Stop. You're, you're actually doing yourself mental harm because as we were just mentioning, if gaming is the goal, now if hardware is the goal, cool, go for it. it. You know, there's plenty of those guys. My little pony is the hardware guy. That's why he's having fun calling me a pleb and he's going to send me one of his many RTX 3090s that he has. 
um, because he cares about the hardware. He's not a gamer. If you're a gamer, you need to take a hard look at in the mirror. These guys are not giving you information that's going to be very helpful to you. That's that's still about 45%. Five hours a week plus. I don't even spend that much time on YouTube, period, to be honest with you guys. I watch maybe one or two videos a day, and none of them are tech-related. Uh, unless it's, like, one of the few guys, like Celso. I watch uh, Paul's videos, so this way I know what we're going to be talking about. I already kind of knows his opinions before he tells me. Um... Connor's videos if he if if he clicks clickbaits me good enough I'll definitely check out Connor's videos um Ivan's videos and then I'll occasionally check out like a, a hub video once again if he clickbaits me good enough but for the most part that like that that's it and we're talking what maybe five videos a week at 10 15 minutes a shot so I'd, I'd say I'm probably in the one hour category. Um, mostly only watch you and Paul mainstream, probably only really gamers nexus. Uh, me, me too. I watch too, too much economics. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm basically going against uh, my own thing here, but I, I personally think that that's where it's stemming from. I think people are spending too much time watching tech tubers instead of actually doing the, the whole reason why you went to the tech tuber was to get information. I'm assuming at first and then they were entertaining you or were talking about something you found interesting and then you continue to watch them and now it's an entertainment thing and it's detracting from the original thing that you wanted to do um do, do you guys think that that kind of makes sense it's it's kind of counterproductive because the way that youtube is designed to work is to entertain not so much to uh educate because if you're happy and entertained you'll keep coming back and keep clicking which is the one reason why I'm never going to actually be a successful YouTuber is because I don't like entertaining people. I'm just like a, I'm, I'm just like the stone that hits you in the back of the head. That's just the way I approach it. But some people also find that part entertaining, which uh, is a little strange to me. But glad you guys uh, are interested in what I have to say, at least. We're going to end the poll here. But for the most part, I, I think people watch me because I'm going against the grain and telling people to look out for themselves. Kind of a lot what Brian's doing. I think Brian has the right idea. Talk to people like people and tell them to take care of themselves is really the way to go. Uh, Gold, thank you so much for the 50 pesos. I'm building a loop with D5 Vario pump and a 3080 block. I can test stuff like uh, car coolants and uh, radiators if you want. I appreciate that. But like I said, my channel is all about that cheapo value, man. I don't even recommend AIOs for anybody. Just buy a $60 hunk of metal and slam it on there. Uh, Linus is going the entertainment route. Lately, most of them are the entertainment route. Nope, hardware equals heroin. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's why, that's why, I don't know, I, I, I'm i going to have to switch things up. Like, I'm enjoying, like, I enjoy doing the tests, but eventually I'm going to have all the data that I'm I'm interested in, right? You know, I'm, I'm not going to keep retesting the same damn thing over and over and over again. Um, there's not a whole lot of new, more demanding games coming out. We're still using Shadow the Tomb Raider from 2018. 
still using Cyberpunk, which is two years old. See what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't want to keep retreading water. I just want to get all the information, disperse it to you guys. When things change or something new comes out, we can look into it. But I'm going to need to do something that's just way better <laughs> and way more interesting than, than new GPU at some point. Uh, this stream is entertaining. I'm hoping it's more educational than entertaining or, or thought-provoking. That's what I try to go for, is thought-provoking. Get your noggin jogging. That's my whole goal. Uh, there's good hardware channel called Salty Cracker, and he hardly ever does reviews, which is nice. Okay, but then what is he, what is he talking about? If he's not reviewing hardware, is he just giving opinions? Because that's even worse, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it's funny for me to say that because I kind of pioneered that as a genre, but that got old real quick, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, just giving your opinions and what these guys are doing here today, because uh, the opinions turned into the leaks. Now you just got people just making shit up. And then this is just bad information. If you keep regurgitating this bad or ingesting this bad information misinformation constantly it's just like any other bad information if you keep taking it in even if at first you're like oh this guy's entertaining but this is bullshit eventually it's gonna wear you down if you keep watching it so that's why a lot of these guys that are just full of crap um have gained so much attention because they just happen to get enough people to believe their bullshit doesn't mean that they're right or true or any of that stuff it's just, you know, they got people addicted to it. Uh, LTT is all about drama and intrigue. It's become a Mexican TV novel. I stay away from that stuff. Hardcore, man. That's why I'm not on Twitter. I get people all the time. These guys are fighting. I'm like, what's it about? Like, I'm interested in the topic of conversation. Like, why would these people be going at each other? And then past that, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Air cooling for the win. Air cooling is always for the win, man. Um, how many do I have five now? I have five AK 620s. It's, it's the only cooler that you need. Um, and they'll last forever. And they're super easy to swap in and out. So there's just so many benefits to it. Uh, and overall, in my own testing, I, I saw that it performed about the same as a 240 AIO. So not losing out on much. If you're going with a 360, I don't even have cases that support 360s because I just don't like big cases. So there, there's no point in me having 360 rads. Um, the guys actually asked me before we came on, it's like, hey, if you're gonna test the 13900K at its maximum, what what uh, cooler would you use? I'm like, if I was really just gonna push it balls out, six plus gigahertz, whatever, I would just buy the uh, the 420 AIO and just, just for testing. But I would never actually use that on a daily system. This is too ridiculous. It's actually kind of funny. Like, I I probably never use that 3090 in a daily system. It'll just become like a hammer, you know, that sits in a toolbox and use it for that. It's just not necessary. Uh, it's crazy how many uninformed gamers are people really think SDC does not exist and 4090 can't do 4K 240. I don't know what SDC is, Neon. Um but it can't do 4K 24. Of course it can't. I mean, technically it can't because it doesn't have the display outputs for it, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, most most games they could definitely push 4K 240. Something like Cyberpunk, no, but even at low 4K low, it, it wouldn't be able to. But most games, yeah, yeah, it probably could. Really enjoy level one text. Wendell is very informative. Yeah, Wendell, that's actually one of the tech guys that I would actually watch. Him, I like Chris Titus Tech. He puts out some useful videos. I watch maybe one video every two weeks out of these guys, though. You know, when they finally hit a topic, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in. Um, I'm I'm not one of those people that, that just watches every video from somebody just because I like a, some of their videos. I'm going Raptor hunting, so... That in three years, I could swap out the CPU for a shiny new one. Oh, crap. Raptor platform is extinct. I guess I'll wait for the X3D. In three years from now, you're not even going to want an AM5 CPUs. What are you talking about? AM, AM5, you get, what, two more years out of it, they said? 2025. Okay, so, yeah, you get three more years. So, if they release in three years and six months, I don't know, man. It's kind of stupid to buy AM5 for future upgrades. Um, like I said, if you buy Raptor Lake and you're not using it for professional workloads, you will not need a DDR5 platform. Period. Just you won't. You can just buy DDR4 and wait till DDR6 comes out, matures, and is affordable, then you might need an upgrade. This is how far beyond we actually are in actually needing things. Cyberpunk and Red Dead 2 are heavy. Yes, they are very GPU heavy. Twitter's fun if all you do is read, not comment. There's just no point in it, man. People just want to sling shit at each other. That's cool. Uh, SDC is uh, compression, and yes, it does AK60. Cool. Sorry, I'm addicted to YouTube. I probably watch 18 hours of YouTube a day. That is way... You shouldn't be doing anything for 18 hours a day other than being awake. I don't recommend doing anything that often. Uh, Chris Titus. Yeah, Chris Titus Tech. Go ahead and uh, search it. He's got a pretty fun channel. He, he'll hit topics that I like, and then he'll hit topics that I have no interest in, which is fine. Uh, you guys are talking about that. Um, going from an 8600K to a 5600. That's a pretty big jump. Well, I guess not. If You're getting the extra threads. Not really sure how much more would be there. Because Skylake and Zen 3 are virtually tied. Uh, thanks for the stream, Chris. It was great. Take care. All right. Take care of Lone Stranger. Yeah, I think I'm about to wrap this up. We are after six, and I think I got through most of the chat here. We're just kind of rambling on. So Cortex is very good, too. Yeah, I love Celso and his videos. I especially like the ones when he's like, he goes through the patents and kind of tries to see what the future is going to be. He's a very, uh, he's, he's more of an optimist on a lot of things than I am. I'm, I'm more of a realist. I take what has happened and just kind of continue the trajectory he goes nah everything's gonna change and i like that i like seeing that side of things and yeah so cortex's videos are usually really fun when he does that uh it's coffee lake okay i'm gonna say this one last time 
Skylake through Comet Lake is all Skylake. Every one of those is a Skylake CPU. All they did was slap some more cores on, but it's all Skylake. Six through 10 is all the same thing, just with more cores. Well, alrighty, guys, we're going to leave it on that one. If you want to chat more, you can go ahead and do so by clicking the little join button down below or becoming a Patreon member. Links are down below. If you're interested in any of the stuff that I talked about in this video, I have affiliate links down below for all of those items. Um, doesn't cost you anything extra. I make a couple of bucks. Helps me buy all this stuff so we can go ahead and keep doing this. And then in the future, um, yeah, we're going to mix things up. I definitely want to go more the gaming route because it's just more interesting. Like I said... Whenever I run tests on stuff, I just want to kind of keep playing the game instead of continuing to run the tests, which happens after a while when you get burnt out of running tests. Eventually, I'll get back into it, but we're almost done. We're almost done with tests, so I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts there, and I want to kind of shape a new trajectory with your guys' help. So thank you so much, and if you are in the Discord, that's going to be mostly where those conversations are happening. So once again... By supporting the channel, you can help shape the channel, and I want to thank you so much for that. Uh, it also helps support Paul because, well, he gets half. Technically, we each get a third and YouTube gets a third, but whatever. He gets half of whatever's left over. So I want to thank all you guys. Thank you all for your support, and I will catch you guys in the next video.